I'm David Skidmore, and welcome to For Love With Joy. You're listening to episode six. This is a podcast to help you face the beautiful and painful moments of life courageously. If you're feeling tired of veneer vulnerability, the addiction to hurry, and the constant clamoring for more, this podcast is intentionally designed to help you take the simple path of living for love with joy. Before we get into today's episode, I want you to know this week we have a Black Friday sale on the sweatshirts and hoodies at forlovewithjoy.com. It begins today through this weekend where you can get them for 25% off. And I'm really excited because we have people in California, Nebraska, and New Mexico who have already purchased hoodies and sweatshirts. So wherever you are listening from, I hope you join those of us walking through grief, loss, redemption, and glory by picking up a For Love With Joy sweatshirt or hoodie. I think you're going to love it. In today's episode, I will share a story, a prayer, and a simple step you can take down the path of living for love with joy. Let's go there now. Recently, I was trying to turn down the road that passes by the mall when I noticed there was an unusual amount of traffic for this time of the day on a weekend. And then I realized what I was driving into is one of my least favorite things of the year. Holiday traffic. For some reason, it seems like people drive even crazier than usual in holiday traffic. Cars are honking more, engines are revving, people are trying to cut into the lane in front of you, and then there's just the problem of waiting. I don't like waiting. While some people excel at going slow, I would never win the gold medal for patience. The challenge is that life includes a lot of waiting. Most people I know are waiting for something, or maybe they're waiting for someone. Waiting in the midst of many things. Waiting for a change. Waiting for things to suddenly work out. Waiting for a bad situation to suddenly become better. The question probably isn't, are you waiting? The question is more likely, how are you doing with the wait? And even more, what do you do in the waiting? A couple of years ago, I became friends with Dr. Chan Hellman, the founding director of the Hope Research Center and co-author of the book, Hope Rising. You can watch his TED Talk on the science and power of hope. Chan says, hope is the most predictive indicator of well-being in a person's life in all the research done on trauma, illness, and resiliency. Hope is measurable. Hope is malleable. Hope changes lives. Now here's the definition of hope according to Dr. Chan Hellman. Hope is the belief that the future will be better than today and you have the power to make it so. There are some moments where you might not feel like you have the power to make the future better. There are some moments when you're caught in a whirlwind and you can't find up from down. There are times when you could feel like you've run out of options and drained your own resources. What do you do when the clouds have no sun shining through to create a silver lining? What about when you look at the end of the tunnel and there doesn't seem to be light? What about the spaces in life when it feels like spring isn't coming and the flowers and warmth or something that only belonged in your life in the past. The psalmist runs into that in Psalm 130, and he gives us a blueprint for what to do. 
Let's read it together first, and then we'll walk through the four things the psalmist does. Psalm 130. Out of the depths I cry to you, Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to my cry for mercy. If you, Lord, kept a record of sins, Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness, so that we can with reverence serve you. I wait for the Lord, my whole being waits, and in his word I put my hope. I wait for the Lord more than watchmen wait for the morning, more than watchmen wait for the morning. Israel, put your hope in the Lord, for with the Lord is unfailing love, and with him is full redemption. He himself will redeem Israel from all their sins. The first thing the psalmist does is acknowledge his own soul. If you're going to have hope, it begins with giving God what's inside of you, not what you wish was inside of you. So begin with acknowledging your soul. The psalmist says, Out of the depths, I cry to you, Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to my cry for mercy. Acknowledge your soul. Simply say, this is where I am. This is what's inside of me. Acknowledging your soul doesn't mean it is the only reality in the world, but until you acknowledge your own soul, you will likely feel like it is the only reality. Acknowledge your soul. The second step is to announce who God is. If you, Lord, kept a record of sins, Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness so that we can, with reverence, serve you. I know it can sound silly to say announce, like you're getting on the PA system in high school, but I didn't say think about who God is. Sometimes you have to remind yourself of who God is. When I feel I've lost hope, I speak my hope out loud. I can't just think my way there because my thoughts are too loud. I have to speak it out loud until I believe it. Like the psalmist, I have to announce who God is. I need to remind myself of who is with me, that God is for me, that he is good and gracious and forgiving. The third thing the psalmist does is attend to hope. I wait for the Lord. My whole being waits. And in his word, I put my hope. I wait for the Lord more than watchmen wait for the morning. More than watchmen wait for the morning. Let's continue forward with the school analogy since we talked about announcements. If you're not in attendance at class, you're in attendance somewhere else. Hope is real, but it requires your attendance. God sees you show up. Showing up for your faith is important. Showing up for your loves is important. Showing up with hope is important. I wait for the Lord. My whole being waits. And in his word, I put my hope. I wait for the Lord more than watchmen wait for the morning. More than watchmen wait for the morning. Now to understand this phrase, you have to go back to life in ancient Israel. At night, watchmen would stand on the wall and look to see if an enemy was approaching. The watchmen worked at night. They were watching for the enemy, but they were also watching for the sun to rise. The best moment for the watchmen was the sunrise because the watchman's job was done. No enemies had showed up. Now, this is important. 
The watchmen don't stand on top of the wall waiting, wondering if the sun will rise. The sun rises every day for them. Watchmen wait, knowing the sun will rise. The psalmist says, I wait for the Lord more than watchmen wait for the morning. More than watchmen wait for the morning. The psalmist is not saying, I'm waiting for the Lord wondering if he will show up. The psalmist is saying, I'm waiting for the Lord, and I'm more confident that he will show up in my situation than the watchmen are confident that the sun will rise. The psalmist is attending to his hope. You have to feed the fire of hope. Recently, I was at my friend Adam and Sarah's cabin on a personal retreat. The weather was cold and rainy in the day. I looked out into the rainy autumn air as I sat by the fireplace. I journaled, read, prayed, and thought. Every so often, I would add a log to the fire. The logs were a little bit wet from the rain. They would crackle and smoke and hiss. But then the fire would win out. But I had to tend the fire. In the same way, the fire of hope requires our attendance. When we show up in the waiting with hope, we are tending the fire. When we speak our hopeful words out loud, even if our situation has been rained upon, we are building the fire of hope. When we plan a hopeful course of action, knowing we will partner with the Lord in creating a hope-filled future, we are kindling and fanning the flame within our hearts. We must attend to our hope. Finally, the psalmist teaches us to anticipate the outcome. Israel, put your hope in the Lord, for with the Lord is unfailing love, and with him is full redemption. He himself will redeem Israel from all their sins. Once again, Israel, put your hope in the Lord, for with the Lord is unfailing love, and with him is full redemption. He himself will redeem Israel from all their sins. There is not partial redemption. There is not half redemption. There is full redemption with the Lord. When you look into the future with a hope-filled vision, you don't just expect a partially good outcome. You train your mind and encourage your heart to believe in a fully redeemed outcome. For the Lord is your Redeemer. He doesn't just cause the beginning, but He is working all things out for His glory and your good. Anticipate the outcome. Hope is the hinge the door of this psalm swings upon. The psalmist reminds himself of the forgiveness of the Lord, but he doesn't stop there. I wait for the Lord. My whole being waits, and in His word, I put my hope. Most people I know are waiting for something, waiting on something, waiting in the midst of something. What do you do in the waiting? With the Lord, there is space for your soul to breathe. You can wait by simply acknowledging what's inside of you. There's room to lament, and God welcomes both the sobbing heart and the screaming heart into his throne room, even the one that doesn't have words. Because sometimes your words aren't your prayer. Sometimes your tears are your prayer. Don't stop by acknowledging your pain. Remind yourself who God is. 
announce to yourself his goodness. Attend to the fire of hope. Anticipate the outcome. That's what hope does. Hope shifts you from struggling to get through to an assurance of what is to come. You might feel like the psalmist crying out from a deep place in your heart, just saying, Lord, hear my voice. I know there's a lot of noise coming up from this planet, and I know there's a lot of pain, but I'm here and I'm asking that you would give me your listening ear because I'm crying out for mercy. I need you, God. The psalmist doesn't just remind God of his need. He reminds himself of who God is. If you, Lord, kept a record of sins, Lord, who could stand? But with you, there is forgiveness so that we can, with reverence, serve you. In the waiting, don't just remind yourself of your need. God sees you. He sees your situation. He knows your struggle and knows the weight you carry. Remind yourself of who God is. Because in the waiting, God is with you. In the waiting, there is forgiveness. In the waiting, there is unfailing love. In the waiting, there is full redemption. In the waiting, there is hope. So don't give up on you because God will never give up on you. Thank you for joining me today for episode six of the For Love With Joy podcast. Would you take a moment to subscribe to this podcast? It means a lot to me if you will take a minute to rate this podcast, review it, and share it with a friend. If you would like to download the manuscript of today's episode, you can do that at forlovewithjoy.com, where you will also find some comfy sweatshirts and hoodies. Once again, our Black Friday sale starts today. You get 25% off starting today through the weekend. Where are those sweatshirts and hoodies? Forlovewithjoy.com. You can follow stories of people living for love with joy on Instagram at for love with joy. And if you'd like to connect with me, you can find me at I'm David Skidmore on Instagram. Thank you for joining me on the journey of living for love with joy. I'll see you next time.